Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good morning, salutations, and fuck you. It's time, baby. Let's get into it. Let's do the thing. Let's make it happen. Let's get the money. Let's kill all the dogs that are trying to bite us. JoJo's World. Kill all the dogs. Do it now, or be gone from my sight. Hello. Hello, I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Valentine, the other one of the co-hosts. This is JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where today we are recapping and discussing the second episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, part six, Stone Ocean. God, I'm so hyped. Episode two, entitled Stone Free. Oh. You're not going to pay a lot for this stone. Wait, how much is the stone? This episode covers chapters 598... Through 603 of the manga. Oh, shit, that's a fair few. That's a fair few chapters. Yeah, that's like five. Mm -hmm. The fuck? That's maths, baby. And that's a prime number. Oh, shit, you're right. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Liam, have I converted you? One thing we know about prime numbers. Yeah. It's that five is one of them. Technically, yes, that Mm -hmm. is correct, yes. But there's more we know about prime numbers. No, there simply isn't. And I could not... (laughs) <laughs> figure out anymore, and neither will you. They're an enigma until to mankind. I inform you. Yes. That uh-huh. <laughs> you're really struggling <laughs> with this bit. Yep. Sent- I'm struggling with basic sentence <laughs> construction. <laughs> yep. And that's JoJo's world, baby. Hey, you know what else is JoJo's world? Our patrons, who every day live in the darkness of our lost content, in the sense that we don't produce that much content, like basically once a fortnight. But they keep giving you us money. You should put yourself down, Nick. We're producing a lot more content than a lot of people I know. That's true. We're producing infinitely more content and than some honestly, people. Honestly, in this world of cryptocurrency and hustle and grind set, doesn't that make us better people than them? True. We, we reject the Sigma male and instead <laughs> just go for uh, just, just yeah, a couple like of nerds. Yeah, we're like John Wick. <laughs> well, you know who else is like John Wick? Arcade spelt with two A. You know, it's so good that Double A Gaming found a home back in the arcades. I know. After the the encroachment of capitalism into the industry, the Triple A Arcade came and was like, you know what? Fuck all y'all. I'm not funding this. But Double A. The problem with the Triple A Arcade is that it's all just basically Assassin's Creed and Far Cry. Ah, yeah. You have to pay two dollars every time you hit someone. Speak on that. Well, imagine, if you will, a game where you pull the trigger, like Time Crisis, I'm imagining a game, like Time Crisis, which we were so recently photographed together playing. Exactly. Now, imagine you pull the trigger and hit someone. Yep. Now, because it's made by developers who aren't complete dickbags, if you are hit by, like, multiple bullets... I'm hit, or if the opponent is hit? If you're hit, right, by multiple bullets... You need to pay more money to keep going after, like, taking enough damage. And you're saying right? this makes them not complete dickbags. Exactly, exactly. Because it's like, now you need skill to keep playing, right? As opposed to what I imagine Ubisoft or EA would do, which is, if you kill enough people and you pull the trigger and hit someone, they'd be like, great, that's you're your out of, You're out of ammo. Yeah, Time basically, more. yeah. It's like, oh, did you want to buy another clip? And you're like, excuse me? What? Keep the last bullet for yourself. Ugh. <sighs> That's exactly what I imagine would happen. That's Thank you for supporting patreon.com slash Jojo's World. Thanks, Double A Arcade, for keeping Jojo's World out of context quote strong as well. Even though he stopped. But still, good fucking Twitter account. Kept me going in the dark ages. Good times. Thank you for pledging money. What a lad. 
So, all that debt, not sure. There's this person. <gasps> their name is Jojo. <gasps> but only their mum calls them that. Ooh. And you might call them Jojo. <laughs> <laughs> I might call them Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. You might call them Jolene Cujo. Daughter of Jotaro Cujo. Mm-hmm. I would never call them that, but go Grandson on. of Joseph Joestar. Grandson of Jonathan Joestar. Son of George, George Joestar. Joestar. Yep, yep, I'm with you so far. Um, uh... Son of unnamed Joestar <laughs> patriarch. Son of other Joe. God, where did the Joestar name begin? Was it in the dark the ages? The merger of the Joe family and the 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 star conglomerate. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> I will banish Dio to the land of winds and ghosts. He said. <laughs> and lo, it was done. <laughs> or was it? Okay, Nick. Yes. Stone free. Or stone ocean, depending on your localization. No, the name of the episode is Stone Free. Either way. Is it? I thought it was Stone Ocean. Nope. The, <gasps> the name of the stand, it's been localised as Stone Ocean in uh, the dub. I see. But the name of the episode remains Stone Free I because see. the name of the first episode was Stone Ocean. Oh, I see, I see. <laughs> now you understand. Now I understand. Now I understand everything. Now we know. I think I just misquoted that. I'm thinking of the bit in Dark Seed where you're... you're in you're, Dark Seed? But terrible video game. You mean the DC... No, you, no, I'm thinking of the DC Dark Seed who kills not Spider-Man. You're thinking Superman. of the Dark Universe. Ah, yeah, starring Tom Cruise. I think Cruise. that guy's name is pronounced Dark Side, even though it's very much not spelt like that. Oh. Anyway, oh. so Dark Seed is this kind of terrible, corny, eldritch adventure game from back in the day, mm. and near the end of it. I think your name is Mike Dawson. Uh, Mike goes to his mother, uh, having cracked this whole cult conspiracy thing, or, or begun to crack it, mm. and she says, Oh, Mike, now I'll explain everything. And then her <laughs> head explodes, splattering gore all over the kitchen. <laughs> is this like a real conspiracy of the Druids situation? I don't know what that situation is. I think it's cons- or Mystery of the Druids or something. It's like a really old point-and-click adventure game where... Like, the first thing that happens is your colleague is like, Jesus Christ, Mike, look at your fucking office. Just clean it up. And you go in there and it's a fucking nightmare. And then you have to uncover a conspiracy of time-traveling druids. Mm, Not quite. So the first thing that happens in this one, I believe, is that you're impregnated by an eldritch beast. Okay, it's probably not the same game then. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, So there's this woman. She's in prison. Oh, Dark Seed. Shut up. (laughs) That wasn't even a joke, I only just got it. Fuck. What's that fucking old meme where there's like a talking piece of bread that's like, even now the seed of evil germinates within you? What the fuck? (laughs) A talking piece of bread? Yeah. What kind of nightmarish piece of bread would talk? What the fuck? Now will you understand everything. Oh my god, I'm both terrified and amused. So there's this woman. There's this lady. Her name? Jolene. Jolene. Her place? Florida. Her more specific place? Green Dolphin Street Prison. The Aquarium. The time? 2011. Mm -hmm. My second year in university. The year where I really slacked off. But also the year where I wrote one play and directed another. So, you slacked, but didn't. Yeah, I had other priorities that Mm. were ultimately detrimental to my academic performance. 
But would you say better for your mental health and your future as a human being? Yes. Nice. The opening happens. Okay. Okay. This fucking opening. It's oh so colourful and the primary motif that snakes throughout it is a piece of string that we follow. Mm. Much like the very string that Jolene manipulates with her power, soon to be named. Hmm. So, I did notice a few things. Okay. Okay. So, one, I noticed there was like a lot of lines and a lot of string. Yep. And a lot of guns. A lot of guns. In a prison. There's a shot of their cell and the silhouette of the woman that you would soon to recognise to be Ah, Quest. Ah, yes, you're right. There's a shot of... Jolene in the cell. There's a shot of Jolene running down a corridor. You didn't realise at the time, but she was in Smallland. Oh, is that what this is meant yeah. to be? And Nick said, oh, there's a bit where she runs. <laughs> just straight up, just fucking sprints, yeah. anime style. Then we follow the the string down a long hall and we see some future characters, including the warden of the prison. Oh. Uh, I don't like the idea that he's the warden. <laughs> I really don't. The cafeteria worker. Yep, yep. Three unnamed, oh, sorry, four unnamed characters. Four? Oh, that set of hands. That belongs to Black-Eyed Lady? Yeah. <gasps> Guide peas, anyway. Then we f- then one of these four, with green hair and overalls, runs further down the corridor to f- do a hero pose with Jolene and Hermes. Mm. Jolene is sporting a stylish orange variant of her uh, Otherwise prison jacket. Garb, yep. And uh, has white hair. White and black hair. What I like is that, even in prison, JoJo's characters find a way to unveil more skin just in any garb. <laughs> it's like she has a lot of holes in her garb already, but now her prison jacket to show off that midriff. Yeah, it doesn't really cover anything. It is it is Florida. Yeah. So I'm sure it's pretty humid. Yeah, true. It's more of a prison cape. Bunch of stuff falls on a piano. A piano. Yep, they're playing catch in the in the courtyard. No, they're not playing catch, they're playing get the rain of baseballs. I see some basketballs, <gasps> some money, and some baseballs falling from the sky. Oh, what if it's a stand power? What if it is, Nick? I don't know. I, what, what do you want from me? The silhouette of Joe, Joe Star Dad. <laughs> you know? Joe Star Dad. In a CD, which Jolene melts away. And also the iconic pendant that she got her stand powers mm. from. Then she snaps her handcuffs and uh, the stand that we come to recognise as Stone Free bursts out. Everyone does action shots, jumping off bullets, firing their own bullets. They're jumping around, having a great time. Some characters we haven't seen yet. Abstract some, visions. Some little little water creatures. The hell is that? Some little water creatures. An eldritch jellyfish. And, uh, then, and then there's like a bit where uh, this is a, this was a very fun sequence, very legacy. Um, mm-hmm. The string is slowly forming a, a pentagram across the screen, yep. much like in Castlevania: Dawn of Sorrow on the Nintendo DS. Mm-hmm. When to defeat a boss, after you would reduce their hit points to zero, you had to remember and trace the appropriate sealing sigil on the touch screen Ooh. with the stylus to. defeat defeat them and if you failed it well they got more health back and you had to do it again nice i like that cool but frustrating (laughs) we see um various things we see the stone mask we see the redstone of asia we see the arrow it's all coming together you know all the iconography iconography (laughs) what is happening to my brain today are you okay liam are you doing a nick i'm having a bit of a hard time right now as you know maybe it's affecting my diction maybe you're slowly going insane and just rejecting the reality that you've found yourself in perhaps by failing to say words yes and that is truly the only control that i have 
in this situation is deliberately mispronouncing words. If I'm on a podcast, by God, I'll bring it down with me. If I'm on a podcast, you better believe, by God, I'm taking control of that thing one way or another. <laughs> so the pentagram, i.e. the five-pointed thing... Star. ...turns into a star. On... Jolene's yes. back, I think. A shoulder. A shoulder, famously. yep. Uh, the famous it, birthmark. It mimics the framing of the end of the part three uh, OP with uh, Dio, Dio and, and Jotaro, but now it's uh, Jotaro over Jolene's back. She walks away up to the bars that even now can see her. There are some plants on the other side of those bars, symbolising perhaps freedom. Uh, or just nature in general. And she grasps the bars and looks Barrels the camera, and there's a butterfly that flies past, and we zoom up into the sky. Aww. The end. That's JoJo's world, baby. The lyrics of this song, also called Stone Ocean. Ooh, not Stone Free? No. No. Stop asking. It's, I never it's know which never one's called which. Stone Free. <laughs> um, it's pretty pretty typical anime opening stuff. Uh, if there's one thing I know, this is no time for whining or crying. I'll reach for the strings of hope and grip them, pull them, get on the move. Grip them, pull them. Blah, blah, blah. Get away from Stone Ocean. There's, there's like this, get away there's from. this bit with English interjections you'll start to hear. Oh, okay. Get away from Stone Ocean. I don't want to say there's no chance. Let's get started. Count. One, two, three. Take me far away. Fly. Stone free. Is the fly in English? Don't think so. I can't remember. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Oh, actually, I yeah, that's all in English. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing that you're like, nah, it wouldn't. Be. It it wouldn't. No, no, no. I, I didn't say that, Nick. I oh, said okay. I don't remember. Well, I implied it. <laughs> My God, there's so much yeah. English. You know, they're long songs. Yeah, it's true. This life written by God. These plans and scenarios are okay. All right. If I don't like them, I'll just beat them up. concept of whoever wrote this song was like okay look we need a why good song nick i'm kids. glad you asked <laughs> this song was uh performed by ichigo from kisira kyodan and the akabosi rockets Ooh. its lyricist was shoko fujibayashi mm -hmm. and its composer was takahiro kawata arranged by masaki ihara oh masaki ihara yep we know him do we well, vaguely. Do we? I think so. I don't. Well, too bad for you. Too bad. So sad. Why is there an entire list of references section? I mean, that's basically what our podcast is, that's right? That's true. Yeah, that's true. Can we add to this page? I refuse. <laughs> if anyone's going to add to it, it's not going to be us. <laughs> we will just take from it. Never giving back. Going fully against the grain of part four's whole thing of so, like... Apparently, the full list of those little um, star-forming flashes yeah. are the Stone Mask, mm -hmm. the Red Stone of Aja, yep. Vanilla Ice disintegrating after his defeat at the hands of Jean-Pierre Polnareff. Weird choice, but okay. A crystal with images of different stands within it, including Stray Cat, Sheer Heart Attack, The Hand, Crazy Diamond and Echoes Act 2. Okay. Very dense, didn't pick up on that at all. Yep. The arrow used in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5, Vento Oreo, and the Rolling Stones showing the three faces of those fated to die, and the flower was created by Gold Experience. Ooh. Wait, who's fated to die? Mr. Mr. Abakio. Uh, no, not Mr. Not Mr.? Bruno. Ah, Bruno. Abakio. Abakio. And. That one guy who was in that episode, I no, guess. Narantia? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
R.I.P. Narantia. You Too sure soon. didn't add that one up? Because he was bad at maths. Of course. But he could have been had he been allowed to live longer. So Jolene's getting inducted into the prison. The warden... Which, again... Loco Barocco. Oh, God. Is it Loco Barocco or Loco Barocco? There's just no way to know. <sighs> There's just no way to hear that audio and remember what it sounded like. Impossible. Is oh, God. Introducing the rules of the prison oh. with his lovely assistant, the pink puppet... Cassandra? Charlotte. Charlotte. Nick, as a... As a um, she's a shrocodile. As a connoisseur of pink puppets, yep. what did you think of this particular one? I thought it was lovable, but had the right level of intimidating, given that it was a crocodile or, or an alligator. One I guess two. when you're working in a, in a sad environment like a prison and you're a real piece of shit because you work in a prison, yep. uh, you make it fun for yourself by learning ventriloquy. Hmm. With a pink alligator crocodile with a tongue in it. I didn't even that's notice That's craftsmanship, the baby. Man, that's, that's good attention to So detail. Charlotte is like, just like in the United States, this concept is based on the... Pr this prison is based on the concept of freedom and equality. Which I immediately went, no. No, no, no. <laughs> it is a prison. <laughs> you, so this is what I was alluding to last week when I said in many ways this is a kind of a progressive prison, even though all the guards are corrupt and will beat you for no reason. Yeah. Just a whole lot of like, oh, you can go wherever you want. If you dare. You can walk, freely walk around the facility and exercise as you please. You can use the, sh the phones, the shower, and the library. If you're an exemplary inmate, you can even own a TV and or work or study and earn university credits. Oh, how interesting. Then there's this bit here where it's, it's so good. Like Jolene raises her hand to ask a question. Uh, the warden ignores her and like puppets Charlotte into raising its hand and asking her a question. Answers Charlotte's question and then Jolene just silently lowers her hand. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, yes, they're not allowed to share things between inmates uh, and no metal objects allowed and no removing your wristband with your inmate number. Jolene rudely interrupts Charlotte and just goes, what about earrings? earrings? And Charlotte is like, the warden's talking, shut up! Shut your filthy mouth, you prison scum! And the warden replies, earrings are prohibited. Feel free to ask any questions to the prison guard. Dismissed. And then the prison guard are like, shut your traps. While they're being ported to their cells, mm -hmm. um, we get a little, we get a little wide shot of the prison island. Oh yes, this uh, bit. I thought this was Hermes's voice, but. Perhaps it was Jolene's or perhaps it was a narrator. Hmm. Where it's like, wow, this is prison is so spacious. The entire island is the prison. Oh, a crocodile. And then a little a bubble nice... just points to the far distance where there's apparently a crocodile. Yeah, not an alligator. I looked this up because I, I always associated, well, certainly the US, but Florida specifically as gator country. Mm. Uh, so. Deep I, in the bayou. So I looked it up. Ooh. Are there crocodiles... In Florida? South Florida is the only place you can find both animals in the wild. Oh. Crocodiles exist both in freshwater and saltwater, whereas alligators prefer freshwater environments. Mm, I knew that. Oh, did you now? Yes. So you can actually get Crocodiles both. are rare and secretive creatures. <laughs> uh, the elusive crocodile. That inhabit coastal, brackish, and saltwater habitats. Mm. And when you see one, you'll be like, Get a load of this beauty! How are they secretive when they're in zoos? You can whisper your secrets to them and they won't tell anyone. Crocodile, come close. I, I need to tell you a secret. Opens its mouth wide. I put my head inside yeah. its maw. I'm like, listen, I know you'll never judge me and won't do anything to harm me in any way. So I need to tell you that 
I, I've eaten crocodile meat in the past and I liked it. You pull your head away yep. and then a voice, the crocodile's mouth doesn't move, but a voice echoes up from its throat saying, the pact is sealed. What? Wait, hang on. And then it closes its mouth and just sinks beneath the mud. What? What? Melinda, Melinda, my favorite crocodile. Where are you going? <laughs> Melinda, the soothsayer. I think my favorite part about Charlotte the crocodile is that um, Charlotte has a big purple bow on the back of her head. Well, is Charlotte an alligator? So an alligator has like a long, thin, rounded bit at the end kind of jaw, but a crocodile has a bit of less of a snout, right? So maybe it's an alligator because its nostrils are at the end. Do crocodiles have nostrils at the end of their snout or at the start of their snout? I honestly don't care. Oh, less. Either way, we can all agree that the prison warden is fucked. <laughs> Just absolutely horrifying. Jolene arrives at her cell. She's got a cellmate. I believe it's cell 306. 206. 206, nailed it in one. Okay, so her cellmate, Gwess, <gasps> has a few Gwess. posters and such on the wall. Nothing I recognise as super iconic, mm -hmm. uh, but she's got some crackers on the... Some $260 crackers. 260 ounces of crackers. 260 ounces of crackers. Man, I'm, we're doing so well today. I'm doing pretty well. So um, this ha this roommate, this cellmate, she's got a sort of blue beanie sort of thing, uh, which kind of like a op bandana? an open top beanie. Yeah, uh, it's like, convertible. Yeah, with little strings coming out of it at the top. It's got a sort of trident iconography on it. Ah, oh, you're right. Uh, she wears a green jacket, blue top, uh, blue pants, and big blue boots with strong armor on them. Yeah, everyone's wearing these armored boots in 2011. You'll remember yeah. what it was like. Jolene's still wearing her, like, weirdly armoured kind of Pants. socks. Yeah, leg things. Leggings. Yeah. Her combat leggings. Mm. So her bandana beanie reminds me of the Orgasmatron 9000. Okay, I don't know what that is. It's, it's just a piece of metal that... Oh, that's one of those head massage yeah, things? Yeah, correct. Yeah, so, I see that. Yeah, but it's got a bandana on the bottom of it, so I don't know how it would help in any way to have it... Holds her skull on. <laughs> Like the rat. She's got uh, orange lipstick with a blue streak down the centre and three dots underneath her eyes. Mm, she's part of a gang, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. The cells open at 6.30am. Breakfast begins at 7, but you may choose to sleep in. Jolene looks slightly nervous about this new cellmate. They say their introductions and Jolene goes to put her things on the free bed, as you would. Mm, on the bottom bunk. Yep. And Gwes freaks out, as you would not expect, grabs the stool she... I think the spare stool or the one she's sitting on and hits Jolene with it. And Jolene immediately, as one would react to it, is like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, that's, that bunk is mine. Well, I didn't know that. Because you put your stuff all over it. <laughs> all, all over the other one, rather. Yeah. And then she sees a little budgie in Gwes's pocket. Um, and Gwes seems to, like, recoil and protect the budgie. Shh, shh, shh. Hush now. Uh, and then she takes her stuff from the top bunk and puts it... On the bottom bunk. And that stuff includes the pendant <gasps> that Jotaro gave her in the previous episode. Oh my god, the It's like, pendant. oh my god, that's mine. No, it's mine. I bought it for $2 from another inmate. Uh, and Jolene is like, well, can I see it? No. She's like, uh, it should be a picture of my parents inside, but no, no, fuck you. She opens up and is like, nothing in there. Then that happens later, actually. Oh. Uh, but she offers to sell it to her for $200. And while they're talking, little budgie pops out of Quest's pocket. For some crackers on the nearby desk. Polly wants a cracker. Oh, as well, as Polly would. Polly craves a cracker. Polly desireth the cracker. And Jolene's watching. And Polly 
pops its little head off and its human arms come out of its neck. Like what, what birds do. Uh, 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 what? Huh? Jolene is a little nervous about what the fuck is going <laughs> yeah. on here. Uh-huh. But then it's lights out and time for bed. So everyone's sleeping. Jolene's like, oh, what have I done to uh, deserve this hellhole that I find myself in now? I want to cry. I'm so sad because I'm in prison. She starts crying a bit. Gwes is looming beside her, menacingly emanating menace. And uh, we get a very, very close up of her eyes, yep. which are white against the darkness. Jolene sits up and is like, what the fuck? And Gwes seems to have done an entirely about face in attitude, being like, I'm sorry, I'm shy around new people. Let's be friends. Here, you can look at the charm, but there's nothing in it. And Jolene's like, oh, huh. oh, weird, okay. Well, I could have sworn that my parents were in there, but all right. Mm-hmm. Okay, please forgive me. Anyway, breakfast time. Bye. And Jolene, Gwes leaves. Jolene jumps down and gets her pants in all the water that's on the floor. Oh, oh. the water. So Causing she's like, her to be late for breakfast. So she's like, ugh, all this water is going to make me late. I hate this place. Before we move on to the cafeteria scene, mm-hmm. let's talk about Gwess. Gwess Esmeralda Delaway. Why do you do these things to me? <laughs> well, what's her full name? Gwess. That's it? That's her whole name? Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. Her full name is... West. Her prisoner number is FE18081. How do we know this? She says it this episode. Oh, touche. She's 22 years old. <gasps> Same. Yep, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Her favourite food is cheese flavoured penne. Wow. What? Oh, God. As in the pasta itself is cheese flavoured? There's just no way to know. There's nothing else in that, in that pasta bowl? <laughs> Yikes. Uh, her namesake appears to be... The fashion brand, Guess. Oh. American clothing brand. That is a bad logo. That is a <laughs> truly awful logo. Yep. What the... What year was that? There's just no way to know. Oh, my God. Guess began in 1981 as a book of styles started by Jorge Maurice Armand and Paul Marciano. Oh. The brothers switched to selling jeans with light form-fitting denim. Ooh. Guess's Get Denim products were officially launched in 1981. In the 1985 Robert Zemeckis movie, Back to the Future, Marty McFly wore Guess's denim clothing, which was reportedly designed specifically for the film. Huh. Skip to the controversy section. (laughs) Yes. Sweatshop allegations. Oh, excellent. Gucci logo infringement. To be fair, it does does look a lot like the Gucci logo. Father, son and house of Guest. (laughs) Guess. Guess, Guess? Anyway. In the cafeteria, everything's sold out. There's no food left. What? And everyone is enjoying their delicious breakfast of milk and banana like a bunch of perverts. (laughs) (laughs) They're all just happily sipping away. What a horrible pairing. They should have a good, ordinary, normal breakfast like I do, which is a banana and eight cashews. What the fuck is that? <laughs> That's a normal breakfast. That's not normal at all. That's a harrowing image of your lifestyle choices. It gets the job done and takes me through to lunchtime. No, you know what Gives I do? Gives me plenty of potassium and some protein. I guess, but you know what I do for breakfast? You guess? I get... My pants are all wet. I was late for breakfast. Where's all the food gone? What do you do? I do. Okay, so every morning I wake up the same way. All right? I get up. You open palm slam. (laughs) Open palm slam? You know that meme? No. Every morning I get up and I open palm slam a VHS copy of whatever into whatever (laughs) and it goes from there. 
Oh, okay, all right. Well, every morning I wake up, I immediately wake Sometimes wait. I forget how surprisingly offline you are. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I can't be expected to be online all the time. Can I? What if there's an invention here? Some sort of good computer. Yeah. Something I which can... Which ruins your life and democracy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, every morning I wake up the same way, all right? I get up, I weigh myself, I then have some juice, some vitamin Why D. Why do you weigh yourself every morning? Because I need to know how much I weigh. Okay. You gotta know, right? You gotta know. You gotta, uh, you gotta I understand. I think I've weighed that. myself in about 10 years. But how much do I was you... last doing my acting CV. But then how do you know how much you weigh? I don't. Why would I need to know that? I'm not a boxer. But I am. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I construct boxes every day in my own prison. The box prison. Instead of going to Green Dolphin Street Prison, we'll be going to the box factory. <laughs> oh, oh, do we see what's in the boxes? No. Hey, what's that over there? Uh, that is another box. Isn't there food for everyone? Any leftover milk or bananas, she says. The cafeteria lady looks nowhere near as jovial as she did in the opening scene. That's the strange thing about prisons. You get late. You don't And Gwes walks eat. past, clearly with two breakfasts on her tray. Mm. Being like, oh, Jolene, you took your sweet time. I'm so full. Let me empty this half a loaf of bread and half a banana and which slice the... of orange into the bin. Which, by the way, the banana is the same size as the half loaf of bread. It's really not. It was in the last shot. Look, I mean, look at this thing. Look, look at the size. Those of... Florida bananas, baby. Man, they're big. The... Karamja customs officers won't let you take them off the island of Karamja and back into Varrock. What the <laughs> fuck? Real RuneScape heads know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so anyway, she she empties two milk cartons very suspiciously into the waste. She likes her protein. Well, you need good protein and calcium. It's for growing bones. <laughs> yeah, she wants to be the biggest inmate there is. <laughs> And maybe she'll achieve that later on. Ooh. So you had two milk cartons and two bananas, says Charlie. Well, we all love our milk and bananas. And Gwes is like, I have no idea what it's you're talking about. It's such a weird pairing to me. What? Milk, milk and, and bananas. bananas. What's wrong with milk and bananas? It's like they're both smooth, rich and creamy. And you're not even making like a banana smoothie or anything. You're eating a banana and drinking milk from a milk carton. Yeah, you're making the smoothie in your stomach. It's like... You know? It's all the same in the end. Yeah. You're the blender in this situation, right? Uh, you, got, you, you, you suck some milk out of the straw, you take a bite of banana, you chew, you gargle, Why? and then you swallow <laughs> your smoothie. <laughs> you gotta gargle so that all the things... Yeah, so it mixes. They, yeah, so they kind of disperse mm. in evenly, right? Oh, man. And you upload it to your Pornhub account. <laughs> and then everyone's like, wow. Wow. This is some good safe for work content. <laughs> Someone walks up to you and is like, hey, is this like a fetish thing? And you go, no, 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 no. It's just... It's about cooking. It's about breakfast, okay? I've adopted a new philosophy where I only cook using the most natural utensil of all, the human body. And then your workmate is like, wow, that's actually really interesting. And then your boss is like, I'd like you to leave the office, please. The two of you leave, you get talking, and then suddenly you're on a date at lunchtime. It's midday. Yeah, you're both... Chewing your turkey sandwiches and sipping your lemonade and mixing it together in your mouth. And then later, each other's mouths. You literally have a lemon and sugar Mm. and then some soda water that you just start chewing on. And And then you feed it to your partner like a baby bird. (laughs) 
together. The you... very same sort of baby bird that might live in an inmate's pocket in JoJo's Bizarre <laughs> Adventure. I brought it back. Let's keep moving. Let's go. Gwess is like, sorry about the water. I accidentally spilled it. I'll clean it up later. And Jolene's like, I already cleaned it up. With my I'm clothes. not very happy with you. She and looks in the bin to, I guess, mourn all of the milk and bananas she won't have. But what else is in there, Liam? Why, with her, her keen Joestar vision, she immediately zooms in on the tiny photograph of the, her unhappy parents. Jodoro and, and not unnamed Holly. mother. Yep. I've learned my lesson. It's not Holly. Molly. It's Molly. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so who'd you end up with? Molly. Meanwhile, Gwess is sitting on a random bench. She looks around to make sure no one's around and is like, jump for me. I believe in you. And out of her pocket. Jumps. A little... A little birdie. little birdie that we've already seen. And he's like... Jumps onto Whoa. her shoulder and she's like, woo, yeah, good boy. I think in Japanese she's going like, yosh, 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 yosh. Oh, you've done so well. Uh, like a little bell sound is like ringing every time she pats it. Um, she looks exceptionally pleased. She looks orgasmic. She, she looks, looks like... You remember um the that that Joker last season and his gimp friend? Yes, I remember when, them, when he yep. would pat him and be like, "You've done so well." Oh, you beautiful bastard! Yeah, now go dig that. underground. Yeah, like the worm you are. <laughs> this looks like a Junji Ito hentai section. So she gets out a little bit of cheese-flavored penne. Oh fuck me! <laughs> and it's like, go on, eat the penne. Eat it. It's just like macaroni. Eat the penne, Paris boy. <laughs> Come on, it's just a, it's just a little bit of penne. Eat the penne, quiz boy. I'm not gonna it sounds eat like pen- pennies. I know, it really does. <laughs> I didn't even put that together when I started doing it. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to eat the penne. Come on, just eat the penne. No, I'm not eating the penne. Eat the penne, quiz boy. No, Pichan, it's not good morning. Say, I love you. You're so darling when you say you love me. And then the bird is I like, fuck, I love you. Oh, you've done so well. Eat the penne, eat the penne. Oh, you've done so well. Now, now jump onto my finger. Do it. Taking risks as part of trust building. Jump, you So it jumps shit. and then like as it lands, it goes like, whoa, in a man voice. And, and it's very angry and starts choking it. And it's like, what the fuck did you say, you little Birds shit? Birds don't say whoa. Birds say squawk. Birds say I love you. Birds are your only friend in this place. And so it's like, it's panicking and going, I love you, I love you. And it's like, you think you can sweet talk me, huh? You think you can push this under the rug like the fucking filth you, you are. You think you can sweep this under the rug like so many Australian political scandals? You think you could sweep this under the rug like so many climate change manoeuvres that were made by politicians that have never come through? Come on, But there's a flurry bird. of movement and when she looks back, she's not holding the bird at all. She's holding <gasps> a banana. Oh and she's God. like, huh, where's the milk that I would have pair with this? <laughs> you know, I really wanted to bird feed you with this banana and this milk, but it's just not going to happen today. Jolene has used her Spider-Man-like powers. <laughs> okay, yeah. I see it. I see it. To retrieve the bird carcass. Oh. Because it's a carcass now. Oh, I guess it is, isn't She it? twists the head. And is all like, wait, this wasn't a dis- bird at all. Severed arms and legs fall out of, of it. And there's a lot of blood. And it just falls to the ground. Yep, and she's like, what are these tiny arms and legs? Has someone been building warhammers? <laughs> oh my god, they're all painted red. Like a 13-year-old would paint them. She sees Gwess coming up the stairs and she ducks behind a wall and then uses her string to retrieve the bird carcass. And uh, Jolene is like, wow, this is really weird. Who would put 
human body parts into a small bird. She must have used that charm to gain some sort of ability. (gasps) Where did she get this tiny human, she says. And then, like, it's it's quite a subtle segment, segue. Mm. But then suddenly she's aware of this huge bloodstain on the wall next to her, next to an enormous 15, 120 volt plug. And she's like, hang on a second, that's a power outlet. Maybe if I touch that power outlet, I'll become magnetized and get into some sexy situations. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure this is exactly what Araki would have been like. So, um, I didn't want her to touch the plug. And then the editor would be like, but don't you want it to get into some, you know... Sexy situations, maybe just just like in part three. Maybe you want to, you know, put a um, hand in there. Nick, um, someone tweeted at us. I think I might have shared this with you already, but I'm gonna read it out on the podcast. Mm-hmm. It was concerning, uh, concerning something we talked about last week uh, with regard to Jolene. Oh, is this about uh, Kira Buckland and how if she comes on the podcast, I'll eat twenty four boiled eggs on the stream? I'll eat the eggs, Nick. Yeah, I'll um, eat, look if she look, look genuinely if she comes on this show and we get to interview her, look, I, I will eat no, twenty four no, hard boiled eggs. I wasn't gonna say anything because I thought it was really sweet, but guys, don't bother Kira. She's very <laughs> busy. She's not gonna come on the show. <laughs> But I I love the enthusiasm. Let her live her own life. (laughs) But if it happens, I'll eat the 24 boiled eggs. (laughs) Don't harass her. End of sentence. (laughs) So someone tweeted at us. This was at Goose Hudson. Jolene was caught masturbating by the guard. She tried to cover it up, but it was too late. He'd seen everything. He'd seen it all. Anyway, and he gets on his bike and he rides off on the grass. (laughs) With a... Patrick, Patrick Stewart, Stewart being as seen like, in Extras, show starring noted transphobe Ricky Gervais. <laughs> sweet, sweet, beautiful Sir Patrick Stewart. Oh my god. That's strong combinatorial value right there. It's combinatory value. Combinat- combinatory? Combinatory. Combinatory. Strong yeah. combinatory value. This is the least accessible thing of many ex- inaccessible things we've talked about, Nick. This is a reference to... Uh, the philosophy behind combining abstract Simpson memes <laughs> in a something awful Simpsons meme thread from, I'd say, about three years ago. Which, by the way, is still amazing to me. But, uh, you know, you need good, strong, combinatory value. So she's small now. And she's like, whoa, wait, but I'm the same size as the person that died. But that means that they were already Dead? And huge Guest grabs her and runs back to her cell, clearly singing Dolly Parton's Jolene. No, legally distinct. <laughs> All right, it's Guessy Parton now. Mm. Oh, come on now, come on. That was that was a worthwhile bit. That was a worthwhile bit that we can all agree. She baseball throws Jolene into her cell against the wall on the desk, and is like, and she's Jolene. seen everything on the desk. <laughs> so Guest is like, now look. There's one thing that you need to do She's for me. She's poking Jolene to, like, shut her up yeah, with a like, huge finger. Listen, you betrayed me, all right? And I can't have traitors in my ranks. She throws a hollowed-out rat carcass at her and says, get in. I've taken the guts out. You'll fit in nicely. But, sir, get, get in. in. <laughs> Birds can't use their arms and they can't grab. Rats, though, have front paws. She explains that the person in the bird was a fired prison guard who she clearly nabbed on his way out. Mm-hmm. So the warden thinks that he just left the prison, but we all know better now. But he never left the prison. He never left. He's still in this room. <gasps> the bird guard. It's the birding of that hideous heart. No! 
I said you can't talk, but if you do it as a cute rat squeak, I'll let you say things like, I'm hungry, squeak squeak. Or, I love you, squeak. And then she's wearing the rat outfit and it fits her surprisingly well. And I'm sure everyone on the internet's like, aww. And then she, Quest has built a little, um... Hamster wheel? Out of matches, which Jolene has to run in like a treadmill. Because she's training her for a daring escape attempt. Uh, and Jolene does not look particularly happy with these training mon- this yeah. training montage. And then the, they're doing strength training, which is, I guess, much like in The Crucible, Gwess is stacking ever more books atop her until she is, I, I guess, strong or crushed. <laughs> but uh, she realises that Jolene has, used, I guess using her string or just regular trickery, nabbed an eraser and a bottle of liquid paper. To prop up the books. Clever. Mm. So Gwess takes the books off and is like, you dare use trickery against me? She does expose it as well that everything has their name as a name because the word was with God and all things were created by the word. That's right, Jolene. I'm a born again Christian. No. I'm Southern Baptist. No. Oh God. That's why I named my power that shrank you. Goo Goo Dolls. Oh. Hey, Liam. Yeah? Who or what the fuck are Goo Goo Dolls? Goo Goo Dolls, an American rock band formed in 1986. That's actually much earlier than I expected. Is it? Yep. Oh. Maybe I'm thinking of the Pussycat Dolls. Yeah, the Pussycat Dolls were very much the 90s slash yeah. early that 2000s. Was, that was Don't You Wish Your Girlfriend Was Hot Like Me, right? No. No, oh, who that was, was that? That was, um... Oh, God, who was that? It wasn't Pussycat Dolls, though. Okay. I can definitely say who it wasn't, but cannot say who it was. Just like so many things in my life. What hits did the Goo Goo Dolls have? Hang on, I want to know who wrote that song now. <laughs> I don't think it was Shakira. I, no. Because that's Hips Don't Lie. Nick, it was the Pussycat Doll. Get the fuck out of here. It was... Shit. Once again, the podcast has proven me right and you <laughs> wrong. <laughs> the medium of Liam's correctness pulls through again. <laughs> After starting off as a cover band and then developing a punk sound, the Goo Goo Dolls experienced mainstream success following the 1995 release of their breakthrough hit, Name, because everything has a name. Ah, by the word of God. Yeah. And God is the word. The band is renowned for its biggest hit, Iris, released in 1998. Uh, Other hits include Slide, Black Balloon, Broadway, Gutter Flower. Sorry, that's an album name. Here is Gone. Better Days, Give a Little Bit, and Stay With You. Nice. Skipping to later career, they've got a new album coming out next year. Oh. Band members include John Rzeznik. Uh, ooh. John Rz- Yep, yep, that's a name. Robbie Takak. Brad Fernkist. <laughs> Craig McIntyre. Jim McGorman. Former members include George George Tatutska, uh-huh. Mike Malanin, Lance Diamond, what? Nathan December, <laughs> Dave Schulz, Jason Fries, Greg Saran, Paul Gordon, Corel Tunador, Scott Eric Olivier, Rick Wollstenholm Jr. <laughs> Is it a prerequisite that 
if you want to be in the band, you need to have a fucking rad last name. Nick, um, a podcast that I've become quite fond of in the last six months or so, year mm. or so, yeah. uh, Bunta Vista. What the fuck is that? Has um, recently, uh, They used to be a politics podcast, but now they're just kind of light-hearted current affairs. Okay. Uh, has introduced a segment in the last few months called The Great American Hall of Name, where they find a list of American names mm-hmm. and read them out. Because you know how sometimes you'll hear a name when you know, like, oh, yeah, that's the name of an American person? Yeah. Yeah, that's the segment. <laughs> Why? Why? It's funny. Why do they just read it out, though? Because, it's, because they're funny. Oh, okay. They're funny right. names. Like John Wollstenholme Jr. That's a real name? That's, that's one of the names I just said to you. Is it? Sorry, Rick Wollstenholme oh, Jr. Oh, okay, thank my you. Mis- my mistake. Your mistake. My mistake. <laughs> Rick Wollstenholm Jr. is an American musician and the drummer of rock band Lifehouse. Oh. Lifehouse? Who are they? American rock band from Los Angeles, comprising Jason Wade, Rick Wollstenholm Jr., Bryce Soderberg, and Steve Stout. They're all just beverage names. Yeah, you're not wrong. Wow. Anyway. Anyway, um, so that's the Goo Goo Dolls. The Goo Goo Dolls. Well, we, yeah. We've, I guess we can do this now. Um, but the Jojo Valet commentary for Goo Goo Dolls is as follows. Kind of looks like another stand from part seven, doesn't it? Like, it's someone you can make small talk with when you're lonely. I think its design is a mummified monkey. I really like the headband that its host, Gwess, wears. It looks like something you can make small talk to would not be what I would... What? It's the like fuck? a little guy. It's like a little fucked up guy you can talk to. No, that does not look like a guy I can talk to at all. That looks like a man who's going to headbutt me and I'm going to bleed a lot. Please, Nick, he's not going to headbutt you. He's going to strike you with his claws. (laughs) That's when you know you're safe because he hasn't raised his arms yet. Yeah. Just kidding, Jolene. You tricked me and your shrewdness will be useful. Very good. Anyway, Hook throws her over to the bars. Look over there. Down that corridor is the control room. I want you to go scout that out for an escape attempt that I'm going to make you do with me. And if you don't do it, I'll keep you small forever. Yeah, we need to learn to trust each other. Mm. So go through this long corridor. This is the gun point where if you're caught in there without permission, they're allowed to shoot you. Oh, is that a real thing? Probably. Yikes. I mean, even though apparently they can go wherever they want in the prison, they can't go down the special corridor. I mean, I guess it's the door to the corridor. To the control control room, room. yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Look, it's based on freedom and equality, okay? So basically what it is, it's just like a a long concrete corridor with several bars, like barred doors along the way and security cameras. Mm -hmm. You know, lots of security, lots of backups, lots of shotguns. But if you follow, if you stay under this little handrail, then the cameras won't see you. And also you're dressed like a little rat, so who gives a shit? Yeah, I was like, why are you worried about that when... (laughs) And she runs along on all fours, so she must be doing like bear crawls or something, which let me tell you, I hate... (laughs) Just as a concept? But they're hard. Mm, correct. But Jolene's also pretty fucking hard, man. So she sneaks through. A guard yells at Gwes for a little bit. Uh, and she she scuttles under a desk. And then she sees four doors. Yeah, but which one's the control room? Oh, no. I'm getting bigger and ripping through this rat carcass. The guards are like, did you hear that shit? Did you hear? Did you hear? Why, that sounded like something tearing up a rat carcass, they say. <laughs> no, they don't. Why, that sounded like the experience. 
<laughs> Why that sounded like an explosion of a rat. And this one George Costanza looking guard is like, the coffee's ready. Maybe it was the coffee machine. And the other guards are like, no, no, it can't possibly be the coffee machine. Jolene's like, shit, shit. Maybe shit. I'm getting bigger because Gwes went too far away. Oh, maybe. So she uses her string to, as they're going to look under the desk that she's under, uh, pull over a coffee cup onto George Costanza, uh, thereby causing a distraction, allowing her to scuttle away. And when they check under the desk, what do they see? Nothing. But fuck all. She's ditched the ratch carcass to try and get back, but then she realises that a little guy that you might like to talk to is wearing the, the bottom half of it and running after her. Uh, and Jolene is like, what the fuck? Goo- and it's just going, goo goo dolls, goo goo dolls. Goo goo dolls! So it looks like, do you know the Cybermen um, in Dragon Ball Z? No. The little plucked up fat plant, little fucked up plant guys that kill Yamcha? No, but that does sound very familiar. They're like little goblins. Do they live in the bit where you fall off the long wind? No, path? Okay. you're thinking of hell. Okay, all right, never mind. <laughs> um, it looks a bit like one of those, but like stuck full of noodles. Yeah, he looks like uh, an evil broccoli, but without the, the puffy afro. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> so... He's just like running in this rat carcass he, and Jolene's like, oh God. It attacks her with its claws. He does a little squat. And Jolene's like, oh, this monster's trying to kill me. Better tie it up with my uh, string and then like Climb hoist through the it. Bars. Yeah. Hoist it with, uh, by climbing the bars and using my weight. Uh, but not hoisting it with its own petard because unfortunately Jolene does not have access to any explosives. Amateur mistake. Let alone any that belong to Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah, so she tries squeezing through the bars. Well, yeah, because it claws its way out of her uh, string. Very easily. Causing her wounds. Mm. So she's climbing up the bars to get away from it, and it's climbing up after her, swiping at her. And she's like, oh, fuck, I'm not going to get away from this thing. She leaps onto, like, a roof railing, uh, but then grows sufficient to get stuck up to stuck between it and the ceiling. And she's like, this thing thinks that I'm trying to ditch the plan and the rat carcass, so it's trying to kill me. Uh, but I just outgrew it because I'm a growing girl. Mm. Literally, right now, it's causing me some consternation. If only I had my milk this morning, my bones would be stronger to defeat this beast. Yeah. So I think at this time, Gwes is like, ah, uh, yes. I see you ditched the no, plan. No, no, no. Um, it's, it's catch, it catches up to her and starts climbing up her body menacingly. But before it can do anything, an unseen force strikes it into the wall. <gasps> and then it comes again and a seen force strikes it into the wall. And that seen force is the meaty fist of Jolene Stand, which is no longer just a single thread, but the threads have bundled and combined into the humanoid form that will soon to be known as Stone Free. Which has... Which is, looks like a cool robot wearing sunglasses. <laughs> it's just like green sunglasses on a blue kind of aura visage dude. Yep. Uh, like, and you can see, like, in the cracks in the robot bits that it's, like, made of the string. Yeah. Uh, and it's got wiry shoulder pauldrons. Yeah, he's got wiry strength. He's, he's got... He's got well, surely it's a she if it's Jolene's. Hey, we don't know that. It's, it's her. It's her soul. It, it's got wiry strength. This it, is what the Jojo Velle no. commentary for it is. <laughs> There's more focus on how Jolene has to tear her body apart to fight than on the design. For its fashions, I tried to keep it from looking like any previous stand. I like the python patterned shoulder pads. Don't we all? Don't we all? Don't we all? I do. Do you? Yeah, do you? you? 
Yeah, sure. Well, don't we all then? Don't we all? Well, well, well. Looks like we're all on the same page and not in disagreement. Or are we? Don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> Tell me more about Stone Ocean. Stone free. Stone free. Stone free. Stone free, stone me. No, don't do that. I don't even know where that was going. Stone free. All right. Well, the only trivia on the wiki is that based on the content of that note I just read out. <laughs> that it has cool shoulder pauldrons. Yeah. Need a string. Yep. Um, its namesake is a Jimi Hendrix song of the same name. Stone Free. Yep. Stone Free. Ooh. What's the song about? It has been described as a countercultural anthem with its lyrics praising the footloose and fancy free life. Which reflected Hendrix's restless lifestyle. Ooh. Jimi Hendrix, of course, renowned as one of the greatest guitarists of all time, right? Indeed. Indeed. He literally could solo while singing and you're just like, dear God, man. Just, so oh I, my God. I was reading a news article a little while back about a, um, a um, classical music uh, violinist, I think, or viola player. Sure. Um, who had a disagreement with um, a venue and a radio station promoting his performance because he wanted to perform a uh, orchestral arrangement of a Hendrix piece. Okay. Because he was like, Hendrix was great, and in his later life he was doing like some cool shit too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they didn't want to because they were old fogies. Ooh, they were like, Hendrix was a hippie and I'll never have hippie music in my thing. Yeah, probably. Ugh. What a bunch of assholes. So Stone Free, pretty cool. Stone Free. Weird Not charging glasses. you for this one. It's weird that it has glasses, though. Why? Well, have we had anyone else with glasses? Like, Echoes didn't have glasses, did it? No. So It had three different forms, though. Hmm. And the last one didn't have sunglasses. It was just weird The eyes. last one? Yeah, Act 3. Not Egg. That oh, was, sorry. That I, thought you meant, I thought you meant um, Gold Experience. The last oh. one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the last stand. I'm trying to think of any other stands that have had accessories. Uh, Surely Star- someone's had a cape or something. Well, I think Star Platinum had a necklace. Like a little... I refuse to verify that, but let's say sure, okay. Yeah, okay, alright, we'll believe it. New canon. Star Platinum had a necklace. Sticky Fingers had a lot of zips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, but Zipper Man, even though he had zips, I don't know if they were really an accessory. That's just more part of who he was, right? Naranchi's stand had a little guy in it. Would we classify the little pilot as an accessory to the plane or was he part of the stand? There's just no way to know. Mm, I want to say it was an accessory. Um, ah, King Crimson had a little guy in his forehead. <laughs> an accessory to murder. Yeah. You know, the thing I hate about Gwess. Okay. Is that she's so two-faced. But Liam, she doesn't have two faces. No, but metaphorically... She's got two faces, even though in reality, she only has one face. I see, I see. Are you saying that she's some kind of, like, three face? No. And that she has two metaphorical and one real face? I guess you could say that, and it's from a certain point of view. Mm, From the back and front at the same time. Uh, Stone Free is powerful and effortlessly overpowers Goo Goo Dolls. And she's like, yeah, scream, call Gwess over here. And Gwess with a big head wound comes like, Okay, okay, you can sleep on the bottom bunk. And Jolene's like, that's not what the fuck I want. Shrink me down a bit so I'm not trapped up here anymore. She does. Now give me the pendant. Okay, okay, $200, right? Shut up. (laughs) Give me the fucking pendant. (laughs) Okay, whoops, I'll just accidentally drop it so you turn your back. Look, you're small now, I'm hucking you through the gunpoint. Guard, oh guard, there's a doings a transpiring. And the guards are like, doings? 
Transpiring. In my prison? No, thank you. I'll go get the shotguns. <laughs> but he only sees Jolene from over, from, from behind. So certainly her hair and uh, silhouette aren't enough to positive, positively identify her. No, not in JoJo's world. <laughs> Which is, of course, the name of our podcast. I was going to say that's the name of the canonical universe that JoJo's ah, inhabits. That's why we named it that. Yes. It certainly wasn't a oblique reference to Dio's stand that we took three years <laughs> to get to. So uh, the guards run back to grab the shotguns to deal with the yep. doings that is afoot. And Gwes is being smug. Jolene punches the security grid that's come down between her and the bars. It's no use. It's no use. But isn't it any use though? Because then next she just effortlessly punches Gwes through it. Turns out if you just have a string that moves through a fence, it can reach through the fence. Jolene's looking hardcore as fuck. Just looking like her dad. Yeah, real... um... Yara, she says, Yare, Yare, Dawa. Which is slightly different to Jotaro's own catchphrase. Ah. Let's look that up. So we've got Yare, Yare, Daze. Mm -hmm. Yare, Yare, Dawa. Yare, Yare, Daza means give me a break and yara yara dawa means give me a damn break <laughs> so it's basically just a young cool version the rude version Ooh, jolene i'm rude now she says <laughs> look i'm too cool for this prison all right i'm cool with the kids so dawa so according to a slightly bigger slightly more extensive breakdown the uh Dawa part adds emphasis like give me a damn break or good fucking grief right i see i see so instead of it just being, oh, I'm tired. Jesus, like, goddamn Christ, yeah, sort of thing. You're just looking at your work colleagues going, you fucking morons. <laughs> of course, Charlie Brown famously had the catchphrase, good fucking grief. <laughs> Come on, Charlie, fucking date me. No one wanted to ch- date Charlie Brown. I guess Peppermint Patty did. Yeah, wasn't there someone who was and, like... And Marcy. Wasn't there someone who wanted to date yeah, Charlie Brown? Yeah, there were two Brown? people, I just remembered. Yeah, and Peppermint, they were like... Peppermint Patty and Marcy. But they could never actualise on their desires. No, because they were six-year-old children. Oh, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. You said everything has a name. I'll name this ability of mine too. Stone Free. Nice. Because it will free me from this ocean of stones. Mm. A.K.A. A prison. Green Dolphin Street Prison. The also Aquarium. known as... There it is. And then she's punching Gwes in the face really hard, saying, Did you hear me? And I want to believe that this is a vulgar display of power reference, but I don't think it is. Speak on that. There's a Pantera album called Vulgar Display of Power, where they paid a guy to get punched in the head eight times. Oh, okay. I was going to be asking, I was going to ask. So you believe that this vulgar display of power that she's doing is a reference to <laughs> the act of displaying a vulgar display of power? Stone Ocean. Stone Free. That's the name. Yeah, aura, 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 aura. Etc, etc. Yep. She's looking real cool. Her hair's flurrying in the stand wind. She's not moving. Quests get punched to shit. She reels her back in with the string and says, If there's a hierarchy in this prison, I'll follow it. But I'm on top. And Gwes is like, <laughs> Now shrink me down so I can cross through here. <laughs> and then she does and they escape. And they're back in the cell. Sometime oh, later. And we see string unravel from in front of the camera so she wasn't caught on footage. Ooh. Clever. So smart, our Jolene. Mm, Much smarter than her transparent favourite colour father. Oh, crucially, when Jolene was climbing up the bars, escaping from Goo Goo Dolls, she was like, it looks like a doll, but it's transparent. I guess my dad would have really liked it. (laughs) 
If only Dad was here to see this cool transparent coloured thing. So then she's back. They're back in their cell. Gwess is on the top bunk. Uh, the switch bunks, evidently. Gwess is on the top bunk, like nursing her wounds. Jolene has retrieved the uh, pendant, the photo of her parents, and the arrow shard, and is looking at it thoughtfully, like father. I have to get back to Dad. I shall avenge thee. <laughs> I shall avenge thee. Yeah, sure. Mm. And we're treated to the ending sequence, which is shots of a beautiful sunlit beach featuring the song Distant Dreamer by Duffy. Nick, do you remember Duffy? Absolutely not. Me neither. But Duffy is... Hilary Duff? No. Wasn't she like 16 years old, Duffy? Amy Ann Duffy is a Welsh singer-songwriter. Her debut album, Rock Ferry, which this Mm -hmm. song is from, released in 2008, became the best-selling album in the United Kingdom that year, leading to worldwide attention. God. Her genres, according to Wikipedia, of course, genre is a lie, Uh uh, include soul, blue-eyed soul, neo-soul, pop, and pop rock. So she's got some soul, she's got some pop. What else has she got? Come on. In 2011, Duffy announced an indefinite hiatus from music. She briefly returned in 2015, appearing in the film Legend and contributing three songs to its soundtrack, but has yet to make a full return to music. In 2020, she explained her long-term absence from the music industry, saying she had been abducted and raped and wanted to recover. Oof. Sorry, Duffy. Fucking hell, Duffy. (laughs) Jesus. Okay, all right. Let's um. Had, what? She let's just, not dwell on that. She just let's, got Let's abducted. not dwell on that. Jesus. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Duffy. Um, that's you know, obviously we don't want to, we don't want to uh, trivialize. But this is a comedy podcast, <laughs> so let's move on. It was a nice song. I'd never heard it before. Uh, I, I think it speaks to the sort of yearning for freedom that Jolene would have in prison. With the visuals of the calm beach and... Mm, which she probably sees every day from outside the prison walls. There's more about the beach iconography that I feel is probably informing the choice of it, but it concerns spoilers, so I will oh. say no more. What? More? No more. More. No. More. No. More? More. <laughs> you know, like the Lionel Hutz business card? No more? No, no, no. That's, that's I will say it. no more. No, no, no. I will say no more. No, that's not I will say no more. That's I will say no more. Never more. <laughs> Nick, highlights and lowlights for this episode. My highlight is probably going to be when Jolene is looking badass. She's self-actualized. She's got her stand. Yeah, and she's, she's not going to take any more of her roommate's shit. Literally every single shot of her standing there, I was like, this is fucking great. Yep. This is fucking great. This is the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure we signed up for. And I was like, Hey, yeah. Okay. I was hoping to be like, hey, yeah, but then I was like, I don't want to get sued. Yeah, that's what would happen. Well, you never know. <laughs> Andre 9000 might... Is it Andre 9000 or Andre 3000 or something? Andre ambiguously large number would come on this podcast and be like, hey, hey, I like fashion as much as anyone else. But you, you can't use that song. And I'd be like, damn, can you sing on the podcast? Then it'd be no. But My highlight <laughs> is... Um, yeah, that was a really cool moment. I've got to give it to that too. Mm. Just the aura and everything around her. Just, oh. The aura or the aura? Both. Okay. Why not both? Come on. Low lights. When Gwess is petting the parrot and she's like, oh, so cute. Oh, you're so cute. Oh, I'm like, stop. 
Stop all of this, please. I hate it. My low light is milk and bananas. Why are you so caught up on milk and bananas? Nick. Yes. Jolene Cujo has been sentenced to 15 goddamn years in Green Dolphin Street Prison. 15 years of her youth gone. She has passed approximately one day. <laughs> Part six will agonizingly go through every single day here. She has dominated her cellmate, thereby securing herself a safe safe space in the prison. Okay. What will happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, part six, Stone Ocean, mm -hmm. in the episode entitled The Visitor, part one. <gasps> the Visitor? Ooh. Ooh. The Visitor. The Visitor. <gasps> what if it's Romeo? Romeo. Okay, here's my thinking. Here's Not Rochu. So, no one would ever be allowed to call him Rochu. Not even his own mother. What is this Now voice? give me that delicious 10% alcohol cocktail. <laughs> pre-mix. Um, so I reckon Romeo might just show up to taunt Jolene. Oh, Jolene, I've escaped so much prison. Yeah, and just be like, oh, Jolene, I still love you deep down. And Jolene will just be like, you shut your fucking mouth. I'm going to kill you with string. And then he'll be like, you're going to what? Huh? Uh -huh. What? No, no, I didn't say anything. Um, so he'll show up, not for a conjugal visit, but maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that'd be the easy way to kill him. But maybe Romeo's like, oh, Jolene, we can never actually be together. I need to travel the world. I need to go places. I've got to go to things. Harvard. Yeah, I need to leave America and go to other America. I'm going to join the Skull and Bone Society at Yale and become the Prime Minister of America. <laughs> I need to join the Mile Low Club, you know, the club you know, underneath the yes, ground. The, when, you get, when you have sex one mile underneath the ocean on a submarine. But we were going to join that club. Oh, Jolene. So you thought... Oh, Jolene, I can't possibly introduce you to James Cameron. <laughs> the only person I know who has a submarine that can go that deep. Have you ever heard of a man named David Attenborough? Yes, me and him have a submarine all to ourselves. That's right. I'm sleeping with David Attenborough, Jolene. What? But you said David Attenborough wouldn't... He, he wasn't the free pass. He wasn't the whole pass that we agreed on. Oh, Jolene, you dumb bitch. I always Easy. had him in my heart. <laughs> so probably he's going to show up, taunt him, taunt him, taunt Jolene from outside of prison. And then Jolene will be like, I need to get out of prison. And then we'll meet our buddy, our like new, new friendo. Oh, the one from the opening. Yeah. Blue hair and overalls. Yes. The strangely uh, third one. The strangely third. We've got Jolene. Uh, Ez, Hermes, Hermes, Hermes Costello, and now the first Latina anime protagonist. Oh, I guess nice. probably not. Who knows? Um, and then unknown named green haired short bun, the Palmeref of the story. Exactly, the <laughs> one who's like, God, don't you just miss like Florida. killing people? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah. when do we get the guns? <laughs> It's just, if Jolene ends up with someone just who's best friend. Some true blue psycho. Yeah, just someone who's like, God, you know, Jolene, I really miss murdering people. I really people. wish I had my knife, Jolene. Can you help me out? It's, it's going to be that scene from Peep Show where it's like, oh, we need to murder this person. And she's like, look, I'd really appreciate if we don't say that word. It's like, wait, what word? Uh, murder? I'm, I'm in prison and I can't do it here. <laughs> and it's really hard on me because I really want to murder someone right now. Nick, and what of Gwess? Gless will probably not show up for a while again. Gonna be like, um, you know how in part four we had a lot of side characters? Yeah, that yeah. just Because we're in an enclosed environment. Exactly. I mean, it's everyone much showed up in part four, Nick. Yeah, but like again? Um, yeah. A second, third That was kind time? of the whole thing of that particular story. I guess so. But some showed up a lot more yeah, than true. others, right? Yeah, true. Right, Hunk, because you became the protagonist. Exactly. Um, 
even what's his name's son was Hayato Karajiri. Yeah, he showed up way he more. He became often. the protagonist. Yeah, so I mean, can't wait! Can't yeah. wait for the the twelve chapter Guessa. <laughs> also, why does it sound so much like Gwent? Why does Guess sound so much like Gwent? It really bothers me. Well, Jolene, perhaps you'd care to play me in a simple card game for your freedom. Gwess? <laughs> well, what are the rules of the game? I shrunk these cards and smuggled them into the prison. Is the, is the main plot arc is just like, oh, here's the game. Jojo and then she pivots to be Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, it's just like, I play this card. Oh, do you? And it just shrinks down so small they can't read it. Ah. That's the first rule of Gwess, Jolene. You need to be able to read the card. All my cards are in Japanese because this is manga. <laughs> I can't read Japanese. But no, I think she'll probably just like be in the background, not really doing anything. And whenever she speaks out a line, Jolene will be like, I'll cut you. With string. And then she'll be like, with what? It's like, shut up. Okay, that's pretty comprehensive, Nick. Let's wrap it up. Today is December. Yes. Yep. And until next time, you can support us on patreon.com slash Jojo's World. Or is it Jojo's podcast? No, you had it. Yeah, we got there. You can support us if you'd like. You probably won't get anything except a shout out, but hey, it's a good time. To be continued. To be continued.